Hello and welcome back to Reeling of the Peers. My name is Gary O'Brien and this is where I get some of my very good friends on to chat and discuss about all kinds of movies. And joining me today for our first podcast of 2021, it's David Scanlon and he's here to talk about Nick Cage's 2004 action-adventure film, National Treasure. So stick around, we hope you enjoy. Mr. Scanlon, hello, you are back again, how are you? Back again, yeah. Third, this is my third time on, I suppose, as an individual. This fourth, yeah, I know, I know. This third time on my own, so I'm, I'm going to take this as my hat trick. Yeah, okay. The one, the one with Lily and doing Wonder Woman, I, I I feel like that was more of a team effort. This is more okay. of an individual. I so, see. You know, so I'm going to take so this the, as my, my three-peat. For those hosting the, uh, you know, Reeling the Peers fan wiki, if you could just make sure that these stats are up to date. Thank you very yeah. much. Exactly. How yeah. is your How is your New Year's? Are you you all rested? You all ready to yeah, go for twenty twenty one? It's it's been difficult getting back into the swing of things for work and stuff. But you know, look, we'll, we'll get there. It's 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 we're we're halfway through January now, so you know we need we need we need that. Yeah, as today is the eighteenth of January, definitely today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um. So yeah. So you are here to talk about uh. A fantastic movie in my I love this movie but you're, you're here to talk about Nick Cage's National Treasure why have you why have you selected such a fantastic film to talk about okay so I think the first thing we want to make clear is I'm a big fan of, of action adventure films the, yeah. uh, the likes of the Indiana Jones the Goonies uh, the Mummy films in more, more recent years you think of like Tomb Raider the Da Vinci Code movies and like I can certainly attest like they're not all great and you know some of them are stupid and don't make any sense but just for me personally I really really enjoy them uh, you love a good kinda... you love a good movie with someone in the desert having to solve a puzzle as well exactly yeah. <laughs> like these stupid puzzles that make no sense and no one could put them together back in the day but they're just, <laughs> it just there takes for two, it just takes one fucker to be really clumsy and knock something over or have it out of place and the plot <laughs> is ruined <laughs> exactly yeah but no I just enjoy them and this is this is probably one of the few that is just like stupid fun you can turn your brain off for a bit and just watch Nick Cage and his friends have some fun chasing after the Declaration of Independence. Declaration! <laughs> we got to steal it! Uh, for those just, um, you know, who have clicked into this, thank you. Welcome. <laughs> Second of all, just a slight warning. I'm Me and David are probably going to do a very bad Nick Cage impression for the entirety of this. So just, so just buckle up and get ready for that. <laughs> if you haven't seen SNL, go look up uh, Andy Samberg's version. It's going to be very similar to that. Yeah, we are doing a very poor rip-off of that. That's kind of the level of expectations you need to have for this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, this is a Disney-produced movie. This is back in the day when they were doing those kind of um, live-action movies. They were doing Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is kind of their attempt at kind of creating franchises in that in that sense. Uh, yeah, but what I what I, I was looking this up and because I was like, this seems like a weird movie for Disney to make. Um, in that like it's that, well, I suppose nowadays they're all about the franchises and whatever they can get like sell toys for. So this seemed like so like they don't make these type of movies anyway. Well, I suppose they've got Jungle Cruise with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Like that's probably the closest yeah. thing they've got going for that. But that's based on a fucking ride from Disneyland. And but I looked this up. So it was originally produced by Touchstone, I think, and Disney owned Touchstone. But they made the film, and then they looked at it, and they were like, "Oh, this is actually kind of very kiddie. It's very like you know, um, kid friendly, family friendly. They could bring the kids to it." So Disney were like, "Actually, you know what? That's our movie now. So we're yeah, we're gonna make it like we're gonna produce like what's the word I'm looking for? 
distribute it I think, um, isn't it? distribute it yeah. as ours instead yeah. of yours so well like, yeah that's it like that's again something we need to touch on is this is a very family friendly movie like you look at indiana jones and you know that can be gory at times you look at something like da vinci code especially the first one that's a lot, very very serious this is just much more kind of goofy fun it's very yeah. easy to follow. There's nothing too complicated. The the the, the uh, only the only scenes of people ripping out hearts is behind the scenes in the <laughs> cage on lunch. Exactly. Yeah. I need it for sustenance. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 mysteries aren't really that difficult. Like you don't need a degree in anything to follow along or, or to even you know solve these these clues or whatever. You know anyone could do it. <laughs> Wait, what? No, like, it's not that complicated. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, the first one is just, like, the first one is this whole thing, and he's like, oh, my God. And he just, he makes so many leaps of faith to be like, it's, it goes from, like, I can't remember what the first riddle is or whatever, and then it goes to, yeah, the map is on the back of the Declaration of Independence. Let's go. <laughs> like, I, I suppose what we should do is we should kind of try and maybe give a brief um, recap or synopsis yeah. for those who haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, do you want do you want to try to give that a go? Yeah. Okay. So um, this is based around the uh, the American independence, the war for independence. So uh, went back in seventeen seventy six when the Declaration of Independence was first written. Uh, the founding fathers obviously created America through um, the revolution against the British, um, and there is a uh, who what are they called again? The the Freemasons? Freemasons, sorry, there we go. Freemasons. Um, so a lot of the, the founding fathers were said to be Freemasons. Um, and Ben Gates, who was played by Nick Cage, his family were, a lot of them were Freemasons and um, Templar Knights or whatever descended from that. And Knights of Templar? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm just going to, go on, hit me with another one. I'm just going to fucking fact check you on this entire podcast. No, that's fair. Go on, um, go on. So he's told the story about this treasure that was... Um, that was uh, hidden away by Templar Knights and uh, the Freemasons, um, a lot of whom were uh, founding fathers of the United States, and they left clues uh, that to be found in the future by you know future Freemasons or whatever. Um, and it was hidden away from the British, so they couldn't find it, whatever. So um, it was up to Nick Cage and his crew to obviously follow these clues and find out if the treasure was real. No one could really figure that out yet. Um, and it's Sean Bean who is um, kind of funding the expedition to um, find this treasure. But obviously him being a British man in a American movie, he turns out to be only in it for the money and will do anything, do anything it costs to get to the treasure. And it's up to Nick Cage to um, protect it. And in doing so, there's a clue on the back of the Declaration of Independence um, so it's up to Nick Cage to steal the Declaration of Independence before Sean Bean destroys it or uh, steals it and, and destroys it. So that's kind of the basic idea. It's treasure hunt. It's it's very, very simple. Just go from one clue to the next and uh, we're going to find some treasure. <laughs> yeah. And like, look, if you haven't seen it, uh, like on the Scanlon scale, I think this is a, you should watch it. So Definitely. go watch it. If But we're probably just going to, we're going to talk spoilers for this. I yeah. Think. Spoilers throughout. But look, it's available on a certain streaming service that, uh, from, a com- from, from a company that we mentioned earlier. So if you can't put those two clues together, you might as well just drop off now. <laughs> it's on Red Bull TV subscription service. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's a thing. I didn't, I only discovered that the other day. And I don't have it, but I kind of want it now. I'm intrigued. <laughs> Well, I'm sure Nick Cage is sponsored by Red Bull. So his I, enthusiasm. Oh, I, I think all of his blood has been replaced with Red Bull. <laughs> exactly. It gives yeah. you wings! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
But yeah, anyway, look, it's good. Give it a watch if you if you haven't seen it. But uh, and then for for those who have seen it, I I'm sure there's some people who have seen it. I think we're absolutely ridiculous for think we're thinking it's a good movie. Whatever. But. I I got a bit slack. Not gonna get a lie. Yeah, some, some of the flatmates yeah. here gave me a bit of slack for it, and I was having none of it. It's yeah. too much of a fun romp. For nah, exactly. To, exactly. Like, that's, the, obviously that's, that's the perfect definition. It's a fun romp. <laughs> it's a fun romp. Yeah. So like I get. Yeah. So I suppose we're kind of we'll run through the cast and who's who. Like you mentioned, Nick Cage. He's Benjamin Franklin Gates. He's this treasure hunter and this cryptologist and has a, like a load of fucking degrees. I imagine because he's able to know literally everything about the. Um, you know American history or whatever yeah. uh, then you've got Sean Bean as you mentioned as this like entrepreneur he's also like a treasure hunter uh, like uh, kind of doesn't like you say will just kind of do anything to get that treasure yeah. uh, then you've one got thing Di- do- sorry one thing I have oh. to mention about Sean Bean great hair great hair great hair doesn't die very interesting yeah exactly yeah I, like if, if you hadn't seen this movie you'd expect him to fall down that big well at the yeah, end. Like, exactly. it's like Sean Bean and an unra- <laughs> like, uh, with a no rails around, like a, a steep drop. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's he should be dying in this movie. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and yeah, his crew are kind of the typical British villains. Aren't Fucking they? Sleaze balls. I have written down <laughs> exactly. here just, he managed to hire the most sleazeball looking dudes you've ever seen. Like, they are not inconspicuous at all. They are definitely the bad guys just from the look yeah. of them. And it's great because what's what's cool is like like sean bean's character is like smart he understands he's able to solve some of the riddles as is nick cage character and it's great to kind of see everyone else trying to like jump in on it like there's a bit later on we'll get to but i love that his his crew were like they just kind of like suggested ideas that are definitely wrong i forget what what's the one where it's just like oh i thought it was a ship it's definitely a ship or he kind of i don't know he keeps trying to guess that it's always the wrong answer or something but i enjoyed them for that they were quite they were very like disney henchmen yeah exactly yeah I suppose then the, we go on to Nick Cage's crew. So um, he has a friend called Riley and he is played by Justin Bartha, who people will know from the Hangover movie. He plays Doug, yeah. Who, yeah. who obviously goes missing in the first, the Hangover movie. Um, Does he go missing in the second one? Does he not go missing no, in the second do you remember one? he stays in the resort when they go into ah, Bangkok? Ah, that's it. Uh, that's it. Uh, and it is the brother of, the, the, the guy who goes missing is actually, his name is Doug as well. Yes. It's just a, yes. um, and I suppose like he's kind of, the comedy to Nick Cage's suggest supposed to be serious, whatever. Yeah. And like, he, he, it's weird. Like he knows some stuff, but then like other stuff, he just hasn't a clue. And like Nick Cage is saying stuff and he's like, uh, what? <laughs> so I like, mean, well, yeah. And w- when you're introduced to him, it's kind of like, he's there with his laptop and Nick Cage and Sean Beer is like, shut up your nerd with your laptop. <laughs> exactly, yeah. We're doing some archeology. span We're do. we know where things are. Shut up your nerd. Drop a few keys there, <laughs> wouldn't you? Exactly. Like, so it, he, he does have certain skills, but then like, they're very kind of, you know, very single, you know, straight road he knows certain things yeah. and then anything distrayed from that is just he hasn't a clue yeah um, uh, you've also got Diane Kruger uh, who yeah. plays Abigail Chase uh, yeah she's pe- like people a... will know her from Inglorious Bastards yes yeah. I forgot her. I, I was yeah. wondering why she looks so familiar and I looked yeah. it up and I was like she's the cinema owner in uh, yeah. Inglorious Bastards no um, no she's, no. I... she's oh, not she's... the cinema owner she's do you remember she's the um, snitch for the, the oh British... you're right sorry yeah. I just I she looks I've completely forgot that movie yeah. if I'm honest uh, I saw she was in it and I was like oh maybe that's where I know her from okay fair no and she's I forgot did you have it because we had an experience here we, I forgot she had an accent in this movie yeah, like, yeah yeah <laughs> I can't be, it like goes as the movie goes on yeah but, like, exactly yeah. Went, I was like wait what I, did, I completely <laughs> forgot she had that because she's from Germany I think the, yeah uh, yeah she's great in it um, her character gets gets a lot of shtick 
um, oh, yeah. like directed at her, uh, which I, I think we can talk about a bit later. But um, so you got her. You've also got um, John Voight as uh, Benjamin uh, Gates's dad, Patrick, and he's like, you know, he just ha- hates the whole idea of the treasure hunt, and he wants yeah. Benjamin to give up because their grandfather had like devoted so much of their life to it. Speaking of grandfathers, I completely that fucking Christopher Plummer. Yeah. And, like, look, not giving anything away, but there's a Christopher Plummer movie podcast coming up quite soon as well. So I we'd record I'd recorded that, and that's coming out actually on Thursday, and. Then I watched this and I was like, Chris Plummer again? And he kills it. Well, you see, Gary, it was actually Kevin Spacey and then they had to replace him <laughs> with Christopher Plummer. Um, I, just want yeah. you, I just want you to know and our listeners to know, whenever that name gets mentioned, it gets mentioned a lot in the neck on Thursday's podcast. <laughs> that name just gets beeped. I, like, I'm not having that name on the podcast. <laughs> exactly. No, that's fair. Um, yeah, the, the one thing I will say is it's funny, John Voight doesn't believe in the conspiracy. Uh, John Voight's character and if anyone knows about the real life John Voight yeah. <laughs> don't if you want to look it up look it up but it's just I just think it's ironic he's the one that doesn't believe yeah. in the conspiracy um, and he plays such a weak fable old man he's like ooh <laughs> they've tied me up yeah, exactly. <laughs> and even when they open the door and they have the dad like kidnapped later on in the movie it's just like he looks so pathetic <laughs> or the bit where he lifts it up and he, he sees it's a declaration of independence yeah. and he's just like oh my god oh my god it's the declaration <laughs> it's hard to imagine that that's Angelina Jolie's father I know imagine uh, and the last the last person yeah. I'll mention of note uh, fucking uh, like Harvey <laughs> Keitel how, how did they get these people <laughs> how did they get the last from Pulp Fiction into this well, movie see, I- he plays the exact same role he plays the wolf from, from Pulp Fiction in this movie <laughs> And like it's great. I just love and see. I think it was such a it's such a way of getting the the, the parents involved. You know, like having a character that's like it's like oh it's the guy from Pulp, and they kind of enjoy that. And the kids are like yeah. boo, he's the bad guy. And like nah, that's Ivory Carter, Carter. Yeah, and he doesn't exactly. like he doesn't cheese it up. He just fucking he just does it like exactly right. And yeah. I love it. And it, it we find out at the end. Well, spoilers. Obviously, he's one of the Templar knights, so he was actually you know behind the whole thing at that. You know, the whole conspiracy that he wanted to obviously protect the treasure. Yeah. So, uh, interesting. Oh, so good. Uh, But just to go back to Nick Cage's character, Benjamin Yates. He is, he's just a, uh, he's just an awkward, like, I I would not want to be in the same room as that man. He's just too much. Like, from the moment you meet him, but then also, there was a few moments that, for me, I was like, that's too much. Remember when he walks into, um... Dr. Chase's office and he's like buttons yeah. you've got buttons oh these are interesting buttons and just like <laughs> he's, Dude, he's like, just you, intense isn't he you just keep that in your head and then even like bits where he, he they're there and they're trying to work out on the $50 note um about the clock and he's like and he's talking to this like shop assistant he's like I don't yeah. fucking care dude take this yeah. shit outside so I, I mentioned here um so the first clue they find is on the boat and this is yeah. in the North Pole I assume yeah. And um, what happens is he cuts his finger and then he like rubs it on the kind of scroll and then rubs out the scroll on a page. So it, yeah. it does sound On this thing that's been on a boat for hundreds of years, probably yeah, infected, I mean, and he exactly. has an open wound on it. Good, good exactly, job. Yeah. But like when he, when he reads out the clue, okay, he just reminded me of an Adam West Batman, just like... Okay, silence, silence. What does that mean? Declaration. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually that's actually very true because that's exactly where he would be like, ah, oh, that's actually fucking, that's spot on. That's exactly yeah, what he does. Isn't it? Like he's gone through and he's like, oh no, no, that doesn't use the silence. No, no. Uh, 
boat. Iron. They wrote an iron. The thing they wrote was resolute. Resolute. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, he's just he's just talking to himself. Like he's not talking to anyone in particular. Like, and Riley is such a good Robin then as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it makes so much sense. But um, yeah, like he's just he just. He would seem to me like a character who could do this thing on his own. Like he doesn't need any any people beside him. But like, like the director obviously thought, no, we need someone for him to play off because this just looks strange. Him just talking to himself continuously through this movie. Yeah. Um, but like again, I don't think we they could do with any other actor. Apart no, from Nick Cage. And, and that's that's something I kind of well, we could talk a bit about now. Like that's what I was trying to think of, like how they would recast this today. And I could just like the, you could get your Chris Pratt's, you could get your Chris Hemsworth, you could help Chris Pine to get fucked. But like there's you, there's no one with that like like I tell oh Keanu Reeves. There you go. Yeah, that could work. He'd be well. class. Yeah. No, he's not wacky enough though. No, exactly. Like he, like he, he especially with the John Wick, you'd expect him to kill people. Yeah, you couldn't do the off the cuff stuff like just no. out of the blue. Like, well, like there's the stuff. Well, mate, like there's like and there's another weird bit with Nick Cage's character where he's at that party and he's like, uh, he's talking to Doctor Chase and this other guy comes along with the champagne. He's like, oh my god, yeah, this is the room where they used to, you know, hold this event and you know they used to like take their entrails out and burn them. And he's like, this is getting so intense at this party. And he's like, yeah. okay, dude, you know, reel it back. Uh, yeah. He's just he's fucking maniac. Yeah, he has that high treason speech. So he's he's obviously he's obviously just about to steal the Declaration of Independence, and he's talking to Chase, and he's like, okay, he's like, uh, well, we we can uh, we can now you know ch- say cheers to high treason because that's what the people back in yeah. seventeen seventy six that's what they were doing high treason against the British. <laughs> so you can see he's he's trying to tell himself, no, what I'm doing here is totally fine. <laughs> like, that's what they did back in the day. That's what they're doing. You know, that's what I'm doing. I'm just protecting, you know, American freedoms, whatever. Yeah, and like, okay, so just to kind of explain a bit about, um, so yeah, they, they eventually part ways. Nick Cage goes to, Nick Cage and Sean Bean then goes separate ways after they kind of have a disagreement on how they should go about getting a declaration. Actually, one of the one of the other points I want to make because uh, the base they're on this old boat and there's a load of gunpowder and, and and Sean Bean blows it up with a flare. That explosion looked class. I don't know, like I wrote here that like that, like that looked real. And I was just yeah. watching this whole movie and I was just the production's great. The the stunts yeah. are fantastic. Like there's a there's a scene after they steal the declaration and there's a whole car chase where the two stunt actors are like hanging off doors and it looks yeah absolutely real and I looked this up this movie was a hundred million dollar budget in 2004 yeah like for context that's about that's like an MCU movie budget like these days you know what I mean like imagine spending that much money on a property that you had no idea was going to work exactly it's insane I know yeah well again that's it's coming from Disney so you assume they just put like throw as much money as they can at it like again would, would Disney have the production on this as well I assume um, yeah, they they're one of the they're one of the few um, studios that have all their production in house. So the likes of Warner yeah. Brothers would actually outsource it, which is why sorry, it's a little tangent for you, but I think it's interesting. Um, there, so that's why at the moment the fact that Warner Brothers aren't able to show any movies, um, they're currently incurring interest on their loans they took out to be able to pay production companies. So that's why they're yeah. under a lot of pressure. But Disney are fine because they've already paid all their production anyway because they keep yeah. it in house. Um, yeah. This is a little interesting fact for you. I don't know if you want to throw this in here or somewhere else, but um, you can just edit around it. But yeah. uh, for anyone that is going to watch this movie, there's a great drinking game you can do to it. So anytime oh, someone what? says... Why did you not tell decla- me this before? <laughs> someone says the Declaration of Independence. You have to drink whatever. I'd say, I think it's said like 50 or, 50 or 60 times. Oh, that's too movie. much now. <laughs> but I kind of want to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's just something to keep in mind if, if you're watching it. Just see how many times. Because, like, they never, like, shorten it. It's always the Declaration the of Declaration. Independence. Yeah, that's it's, true. They never... <laughs> like, no one says, like, D.I. Like, you'd assume Chase, it works in, like, the archives, will be like, oh, yeah, we have, like, a, initials for that. It's D.I., you know. They do They do call it the document at a few points. And the mm. only reason I know that is because at one point, I just I have it written down here because I thought it was hilarious, when they were, like, transporting the Declaration of Independence. See, it's hard to fucking narrow it down. <laughs> And they were like, keep the document level. And I'm just like, that's such a fucking nerd thing to say. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, so how they go about stealing it is Nick Cage and his crew uh, and Riley take the approach of like stealth and sneaking in and basically trying to hack the system to make it look like the document is in a, you know, uh, overheated environment. So it needs to be taken away and cleaned. We, and we get a cool montage of like, the, oh, it's preparing fucking, for the heist. It, but the tech has aged so poorly. It's great. <laughs> yeah. It looks like what, you know, when you buy fake spy gear as a kid, like that's what this gear kind of looks like. It's outdated. So like, it, but it's kind of like an oceans movie. Like it talks about, yeah. how, I, I enjoy it, I, but it does not, t- it's not too over elaborate. For like a kid's movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, job done. But like you, you get the bit where he like, he has the, the jumpsuit. So he goes in as like an attendant and he takes the jumpsuit off and he has a tuxedo. So, you know, you get a bit of a James Bond there. He has the thing with the laser and stuff. You, you getting fingerprints and stuff. So it's, it's, it's basic enough stuff, but like, yeah, it's not like the CIA, you know, funded this mission, this mission or anything. So it makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah and like so he tries to go in uh, so they eventually get the document but what happens is because Sean Bean's crew also are stealing it on the same day there's a big gala event and they kind of cross paths but I was wondering how did they plan to get the document out Nick Cage because they were going to take it out of the the case it's in but then what was what was his plan after that was he going to put it in like a a container and then take it out he didn't have one or yeah, was well. That's the thing. Was he was he gonna go out the same way he came in? I imagine so. But like, that's a very like. As in, you're stealing the Declaration of Independence. Bring a container. Or was he yeah, hoping I to suppose. find one in the corner? Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. It was just like there was, it just seemed like the script was written for it was only ever going to be a shootout. Yeah. Yeah. No. I I suppose. I I in my head, I'm just thinking like if Sean Bean didn't turn up, he was gonna go out a back door or something like. It, okay. Probably would have gone out a vent or something. Because what does end up happening is they, um, he has to like improvise, puts it in his jacket pocket and he's in like the gift shop, which is for some reason open yeah. during a gala and he's walking They gotta make that to, money, Gary. They gotta make that dollar cash to be able to pay however much is Dr. Chase's salary to collect buttons and look after a 200 year old piece of paper. But she, uh, but yeah, so they're walking out the door and he's walking out the door of the, the gift shop and he has it like tucked in his sleeve. And then, and then, ah, oh, it's a great line. So this, like, the shop attendant goes, are you trying to steal that? And then you kind of, you kind of get this weird, like, has he been found out by the shop attendant? But then you realize there's, like, replicas of it. Yeah. And, and then he has to buy them and they're $35 each. And I'll tell you what, that's the real fucking crime of this movie. <laughs> Charging 35 quid for a replica of the Declaration of Independence. Like, that's a fucking joke. Do you have a proclamation, Gary? The you know the old proclamation that was put up in 1916? Do you have one of those? Are um, you a true Irish patriot? <laughs> David, can you not see the big United Ireland flag on my back wall? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'd say, I'd say it's the same story with that. Like, it's probably like 20 quid to, to buy one of those. Like, it's, I'd say. It is true true robbery. <laughs> it's fucking, it's a fuck it. Like, for me, I was like, that, that can get fucked. Yeah, and then Dr. Chase finds him, chases him, and then what's great is uh, he, he he buys a replica and he is two then, and uh, it's gas because 
Sean Bean's crew see her with the replica and they think it's real and they try to get it off her. They try to wrestle it off her, but they can't. And they're like, fuck it, just get her in the van as well. It's so much easier. I'm just like, no, it's not. You have to deal with a hostage then. Yeah, exactly. He just needs to rip it off her hands. Like, there's yeah. no trouble at all. But yeah, and that's that's where we get that chase scene. It's really a really good chase scene. Obviously, um, Nick Cage is after Sean Bean's crew. The two of them are in kind of vans and stuff. They're going through the streets of Washington. Um, and then it's it's when Abigail Chase goes off the door and she's like swinging on the door. Um, that's yeah. the bit like we're seeing like, and it's, it, it is really cool. Like, and it's really nothing well spectacular, but like, no. it's exactly... It's exactly what you would expect from an action adventure movie, and like if they didn't, do, most most people would do that with CGI now. I'd say, yeah. Whereas it looked it looked practical. Whereas like and that's what I'm getting that's what I'm getting at. In that like it, it honestly is better than most other things would see. Like 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 you kind of said it earlier, like Tomb Raider for example, or the new Mummy movie. Yeah, like that looks exactly. garbage at points. Like whenever there's a like there is some real aspects to it, but like there's some really janky bits in this. But for me there wasn't that many no. janky bits in this if I remember correctly like there's a few bits with the well yeah. and things falling down yeah but other than that a lot of it seems practical and really well like executed and done that's it exactly well I, I suppose like so what I see is like there, there wasn't a huge amount of CGI in the background like it, a lot of the stuff was on location like they went to Washington they went yeah. to Philadelphia and stuff uh, they went to New York at the end so like again I have to give the kudos for them for that because a lot of, you know, movies we see now, they're just going to put it in a random place and say it's, you know, this is New York. Yeah. Or whatever. Just, just put it on a random street in a set and it just say it's New York or whatever. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, there's there's a few, like, they, they definitely go to Washington anyway. Um, they, like, they, I don't think they, I don't know, like, if they faked Philadelphia, I, they might not have been able to fake New York either. But, like, they, yeah, like you say, it's, it's all, like, there's a lot of thought and care put into this I don't know it just seems like it seems very well put together in terms of like everything was very well thought out um, something I will fault the movie for is it's representation not representation but it's handling of female characters purely because there it definitely fails the Bechdel test which is for anyone who doesn't know is does a movie contain does a movie have a conversation with two named female characters and that conversation is not about a man and we get two named characters in this movie which is Dr. Chase and I believe Agent Dawes I think her name is she's one of the FBI agents they don't speak but for me it was it was the the scene where this was most apparent in my opinion was where they've taken the they take the declaration and Dr. Abigail Chase Dealing with, like, worried about the document she spends every day trying to protect and keep in good condition. And Nick Cage is like, shut up! Will you just shut up and let me think? Shut up! And he just keeps telling her to shut up. And I'm just, and he's like, shush, will she ever stop being so annoying? And I'm just like, what are you, like, you kidnapped, you stole the decorate, you yeah. know, higher ground here, mate, whatsoever. Yeah, this is her, She's this just is trying her to raise career. valid points. Yeah, this is her career, that's what I mean. Yeah. And then what happens is they go to um, Benjamin Gates' dad, is John Voight, is Patrick Bates, uh, Gates, sorry, uh, Patrick Bates, oh, wow. whole different other <laughs> that could have been a turn to the wrong, wrong direction. And they go to her house then, and it's, he then goes, are you in trouble? Is she pregnant? And it's just <laughs> like, whoa! <laughs> That's, that was his, that was his first, you know, thought, like, oh, she's pregnant. <laughs> yeah, and then like, and then they fall in love, and you know, I'm just like, are you sure, I don't know, it just, it all seemed very like, she didn't really yeah. seem like, uh, like I would have I would have I would have liked to have preferred her to have more of an input like yeah. I would have liked to have seen okay Nick Cage is, is kind of stumped yeah. here he needs help and she gives him a hand with something yeah. like again it's nothing major no. but like like even Riley gets a fucking thing being like oh do you guys not know about daylight saving yeah. times she gets she doesn't yeah. get anything like that she's just there to kind of agree yeah. with him and tell him how smart he is for thinking of shit 
Yeah. Uh, one point I will make is, okay, towards the end of the movie, they're going down into the tomb, into the, what will we say, a tomb? Cave? Uh, yeah. They're going underground. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Future Gary, going... <laughs> if you could just put the background of going underground by the jam, that would be great. Thank you. <laughs> so they're going down into the tomb. Uh, they're crossing this log, which is kind of like a crosser path. They have to kind of jump or kind of hop over or whatever. So Nick Cage's character is kind of standing there, just making sure everyone gets across it correctly. And as soon as Abigail comes up, they kiss. Yeah. <laughs> um, but obviously one of... Um, one of Sean Bean's goons is right behind, right behind him, and his his line is just the funniest line in the movie. He goes, "Why doesn't that ever happen to me?" <laughs> <laughs> and he just says it in this Scottish accent, and he's a very ugly man. No offense to him, obviously, but I just think it was a funny part in the movie. And again, it, like it, there's no setup to it. They just the two characters just decide to kiss in that moment, and you know that's the that's as romantic as yeah. they get. Like, but the, it just the movie doesn't need it. And like it's weird yeah. then at the very end then where they seem to have bought a house together. It's yeah, all it's very it's very sound of music in the sense that they fall in love. Next thing you know, they're married. Yeah, exactly. I suppose. Okay, um, are we going to go into more of the story now, or just... let's, let's let's talk about some more riddles? Let's yeah. talk about how he kind of gets from riddle to riddle. Yeah. So, yeah, like you say, they get they were on the ship. They get the scroll that tells them to go to the declaration. Then there's a map on the back of the declaration which leads them to. So do you remember they go to, they do the, so there's the, the key, the codes on the back of the declaration, which refer to the silence do good letters, which yep. were letters from Benjamin Franklin. Now this is a bit, I kind of had a bit of a problem with, they have to go exactly to the museum to get, to look up the silence do good letters. It's just, 2004. It's 2004, <laughs> David. Look, they might not be, look, we're privileged individuals that if we want to look up the proclamation, we got it on the internet. You know what I mean? If we need any numbers from that. I doubt these letters were on the internet. I thought the same that's, as well. Yeah, that's, sorry, that was just the first thing. Again, I'd say that's more kind of modern times or whatever. But, yeah. Um, so yeah, they go to the silence, do good letters. It does make sense that they send the kid in. Like that's, I thought that yeah. was pretty smart. Like they don't want to be seen or whatever. Just kind of run away from the, uh, both the FBI and Sean Bean's crew. Then they go and get the glasses at the Liberty Bell. And that's where we get the chase scene. Hold on. Hold on now, David. You've ju- you've jumped ahead in the sense that those aren't glasses. <laughs> they He refers to them as every other word other than glasses. He calls <laughs> like them spectacles. Ocular device. That's what I have <laughs> ocular device. <laughs> that's what I wrote down as well. This ocular device <laughs> reads the declaration. <laughs> That's like you're trying to play a game of taboo and you can't say the word glasses. Exactly, yeah. Like, they, were they in the writing room or the script writing room and they're like, no, we can't say glasses. It, it can't. <laughs> no. <laughs> I like the idea of them trying to, and then Nick Cage is on set being like, what's this word? It's glasses, Nick? <laughs> Why? Well, I, I don't understand. No, they're glasses, like what you wear in your eyes. Oh, like you, an ocular device. Do you mean windows? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you mean tiny eye windows? <laughs> Do you mean something I drink out of? Do you mean like magnifying glasses, but you don't need to hold them? <laughs> I'm aware of the concept. <laughs> yes. Ocular device. Yes. <laughs> whatever, you, whatever you're feeling, Nick, just say whatever you want. <laughs> that sends him to New York, okay? And suddenly we're in New York. Um, sorry, wait. Okay, so Nick Cage gets caught by the FBI. Yeah. And the funny thing is, he was trying to explain it to the FBI that this was going to happen, that the Declaration of Independence was going to get stolen. And obviously it blows up in the FBI's face when it does get stolen. So, then he meets with Harvey Keitel's character, who gets in contact with Sean Bean. 
and they decide to meet up to get the declaration back. Yeah. So then Nick Cage double crosses them and jumps off the um the flight the flight carrier is the the yeah the airport carrier air, air carrier uh, aircraft carrier and um, now again that's another stunt I have to say when he jumped off that looked very yeah. realistic um yeah and and dangerous yeah it did didn't it <laughs> like like when you look at where like I know that's probably not the jump they did but when you look at where he jumped off and the fact that he didn't look there are a fuck ton of rails and balconies <laughs> and shit that he would have hit off yeah exactly um my arm. <laughs> But again, I think the other thing I will say about this movie, it makes the FBI and, like, police in general look very stupid. Like, the fact that they just left him go, like, off on his own. Like, you think, you know, they just, like, okay, no, what happened was, like, the plane, the helicopter came in and it caused a bit of ruckus. We're kind of all flustered. Just catch Ben Gates again and we'll, yeah. we'll do this again because obviously something's gone wrong. But, like, they just let him go, which I find was a little bit yeah. strange. I, like, I still think they were they, they seemed fairly competent because like once they got his credit card details they locked down his house then they visited the dad like they they yeah. seemed to be like hot on his heels for most of it yeah so like I, I can understand maybe I don't know like like they have this operation going and they have no idea what's happening and they don't really think yeah. straight and it's kind of like it all happens too fast for them but they seem to be like on the ball like as quick as I don't know yeah I suppose I didn't get the vibe they were too I suppose yeah but yeah, they go to New York, then they go to... Yeah, so the, 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 the ocular device shows them yeah. different things on it, so they have to go to this church. And what's what I love about it, they, they finally get to the church, they realise what where they're supposed to be, they find the tomb, and like everything has been so careful up until this point, like every sort of document they found, everything, be super careful. The henchman comes in with a sledgehammer, like, I'll open up that grave for you, no problem. And I imagine if, like, imagine if the, temp- the, like, the thing had like take the second left and like and like, but it was all like a riddle and this guy comes in sledgehammer yeah, exactly. I'll help and, why can't I get a good looking girl like Dr. Chase I suppose the only thing is that that thing that showed the ocular device that was from the 1700s like how did they create that in the 1700s yeah. it looks far too like far too real like 3D device whatever it was it you know again it's just it just things yeah. but again I'm not going to fault the movie for that but then we're going down yeah. into the tomb I suppose this is the bit. This is the main bit where I saw a, hu- a huge amount of t- threat level. Like before this, I kind of felt yeah. like the main characters aren't really in any serious danger. They're obviously being followed by the police, followed by Sean Bean's crew. Sean Bean's crew aren't going to kill them because they still need to get the declaration, or whatever. The FBI aren't going to kill them. Yeah. But like once they get into the tomb and they're going down that big hole, that's the bit where like shit starts to get real. Th- that guy actually falls off and dies. <laughs> Which died unloved nice. and alone <laughs> exactly yeah um, just very, just another quick thing I want to say about this scene it felt very much like Pirates of the Caribbean the score yeah. like it was real like and it was kind of like this movie is a lot like Pirates in the, but I imagine required less like costume and sets and actually cost very quickly costume 2004 was a weird weird time for style and it was very strange especially them like you know in Urban Outfitters trying on different clothes with the smallest teeniest tiny changing room doors you've ever seen in your entire fucking life <laughs> and the yeah like it was there was the music and it was like swelling it was like building up and there was like ropes and people were swinging and it was like oh my god this is like and it reminded me like how good this company uh, Touchstone or Disney like are at these type of movies and I kind of I want to see more of that like more grounded like obviously we we get all of our MCU stuff and that's great but like I wouldn't mind seeing a bit more like grounded like I hope Jungle Cruise great like I like that that's apparently the biggest set ever built for a movie or something like I kind of hope that that's able to like recreate some of this kind of like I don't know fun romp adventureness yeah no that's fair yeah 
like we get the cliche. So uh, the two Abigail and Ben are swinging. And, uh, oh, Abigail oh, they are, are they? Whoa, <laughs> one kiss. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and there's the bit where he says, "Do you trust me?" Yeah. And obviously. <laughs> There's a, there's a lot of that through the movie. There's a lot of cliche stuff. So like, there's the yeah. bit where like the two, the villain and the hero are looking at each other through flames, and it's slow motion. Yeah. There's a bit where he picks up the the declaration. Sean Bean picks up the declaration and looks at it, and it's like that sweeping shot you'd see it in a in a in Michael like, Bay in movie. like a bad boy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You, you get a lot of that, but again, that kind of adds to the whole romp of it. Like it's just a fun romp. It's not too serious. You can yeah. kind of take the piss with it. Um. But again, I think that was just again adds to the to kind of the action element to it. It's it's nothing too serious, and you can kind of enjoy it for what it is. Um, you know, these characters aren't in any serious danger. And, yeah, know, whatnot. And then and then how it how it ends roughly then is um, it's great they get to the bottom of the well. They um, it, it's this empty room, and Sean Bean is like, oh wait, what's this? And what like why is there only one lamp? And it's great because it's the it's the point where John Voight's character comes on board and makes up this whole spiel about well this this was one lamp and this lamp means this and you have to go to new you have to go to Boston and there's a lantern there and it's to do about the British are coming and basically send Sean Bean away they leave him, uh, Sean Bean leaves him in the pit and like fecks off and what's great is you think you think okay you know that okay it's it's a bluff they're obviously going to find the treasure and they get into another room and that room is empty as well and I just loved I I kind of wish like I obviously could see the movie but like. I'd seen it before, but I really like the idea of it just there not being a treasure. I think it was a really cool, and then they bluffed us again. Like, it was a double bluff, yeah. and then it was like, finally, yeah. there was a treasure. That looked very, um, you know, dangerous with all those, all that fire about the place. But, like, <laughs> I, I, I love that, and it was, it was a great, like, I, the double fake out, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Like, the whole thing with John Voight's character is his idea was that the treasure was created as a distraction for the British. So that, you know, when they were trying to fight this revolution, that they were also looking for this treasure and they kind of keep them occupied. Yeah. So his idea was that it never existed, that it was just made up or whatever. Um, and that's what you think happened. Like when they go into that second room, like they think, okay, this room does exist, but there's nothing here. So we yeah. assume that like it was just left here empty anyway, just in case someone did come and find it. But then obviously he gets the pipe and, you know, finds the next room which is a lot bigger, <laughs> a lot more dense. Yeah. Well, well they, they, they say at the end it's worth $10 billion, which yeah. I think is a drastic uh, undervaluation of it. And I, yeah. I literally just looked up there. I was trying to think of what, how to put it in perspective. That's about two, two and a half Lucasfilm being bought by Disney. It's not <laughs> a lot of money when you think about it. Do you know what I mean? Lucasfilm yeah. was bought by for $4 billion. Gary, it is 2004. It is 2004, but David, that's like shit from the fucking Egyptian time. <laughs> that yeah, shouldn't be worth like the, the toy yeah. rights to Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> it shouldn't, yeah, it shouldn't uh, go down in value, or it shouldn't go up in value through like an extra 10 years, 15 I mean? years. Yeah. Actually, no, no this fair. movie is 17 years old this year. How mad is oh, that? Fuck me. Oh, We're old. Man. We're getting old. Oh no. <laughs> Look at us. No, no. You're turning into like the old man from Indiana Jones. <laughs> right in front of my eyes. Um, and then, yeah, obviously we mentioned the bit with the fire. Like that's definitely a fire hazard. No, of, you know, there's too many old happened. documents about the place. Yeah, like that's, that, you're, you're going to start a fire that could cause, you know, havoc in New York. You know, anything could happen. And then obviously there's a stairs they get out. And yeah. the nice bit about this movie, I think it actually caps off well. And I think if... If they didn't add this in, it could be one of those movies that they kind of gets cancelled 
if you get me. Okay. And just run, just keep, just run with me. Um, so uh, I would never, that, you, 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 you can run very far and fast, David. I would never run with you. For those, for those never, wondering, David met- does a lot of cross country <laughs> running and I, I am not fit enough. <laughs> metaphorically, Gary, metaphorically. So oh, he, I see. So he says to Harvey, Harvey Cartel's character that the, all the, jewels and all the wealth should be spread out across the globe yeah. so you know it should be going to the to the Louvre it should go to the Cairo Museum it should go to the Smithsonian yeah. which I think was a nice thing nice yeah. touch you know obviously all of this uh, wealth was gathered back in the day when you know um, countries were being colonised and stuff yeah. like that it's, it's a nice kind of nod that you know we want to give this back to the people who own it or whatever people yeah. were the people the place, places it, it originated from, from. yeah yeah. Um, so again, it's not major. It's just something I noticed. Again, yeah. with cal- cancel culture these days, like that type of thing could get lost. Quite like, I don't, like I don't think it would have been a, a major strike against the movie. I just think it would have been a, a bit yeah. of a sour taste of like it all went to the you know the I don't know the, the some American yeah. museum and you're just like well, well that's-, that's it. Like th- it actually just came up when I was watching the honest trailer for it. Like they said, oh you know America stealing all this wealth from you know colonized countries or whatever. But it's probably probably more the British. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ultimate bad guys in any story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then finally we get the the bad guys get the comeuppance. They go to Boston. They get caught by the FBI for uh, breaking and entering and whatever, whatnot. Yeah. Um, and that's I suppose that's the movie. That's pretty much it. They that is. I suppose. Well, actually, we should mention what they do with their money. That's that's obviously. Oh yeah. A little bit at the end. Where where they they go off and like a uh, Nick Cage as. Benjamin Gates and Dr. Chase, they buy like this big mansion and have like a probably like fund a load of charitable shit knowing them. And Riley, my man, my favourite dude in this movie, he gets a nice Ferrari and he just, ah, oh, that's what I would do with it. Get a nice, wouldn't get exactly, a Ferrari. Yeah. No, you get, what, what would you get, Gary? An Aston Martin DB5. Absolutely. Exactly. That's what you get. <laughs> a car that would be unreliable and break down every few kilometres. <laughs> you just have to look at it. Just I look just, at it. Oh, and pretend you're driving. It'd be so good. I'd pay for like a VR setup that I could just sit in my garage. <laughs> I actually have just two more things I want to mention very quickly before we wrap up. Go One, on. I love that at the very beginning, um, Benjamin Gates tells us, or Benjamin Gates' grandfather, Christopher Plummer's character, tells him what, like, so his grandfather, great-grandfather was the one who was told this story. He was like a carriage, uh, horse carriage rider who was bringing this wounded guy to the president who was go- who was going to tell the president about this treasure, but he ends up hearing it. But this man is dying, and this story goes on for maybe about five minutes. And I love this old this guy sitting in a horse and carriage, dying, being like, "Come here." So basically, back in the ancient times, like, <laughs> there's a treasure. Take this piece of paper. Go. <laughs> like, when he tells this whole like sprawling story, it's great. I like to imagine that. Uh, number two, I love that on the boat they were able to identify the captain based on his hat, and I think we've really missed out as a society by not being able to identify people's professions by hats. I think we need to bring it back. I don't know how, but if anyone has any ideas, I think they should let us know. Gary, Donald Trump brought that back. It's, oh, they it's did. Mega hats. He did. <laughs> mega hats. That's how you know you're a fucking muppet. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I suppose the only thing I will mention as an avid runner is uh, Nick Cage has a terrible running style. Oh, he can't so, run for shit. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't lift so his slow. knees. So slow. <laughs> like you compare that to Tom Cruise, who gives it yeah. sucks. Nick Cage looks like he's. And I, I don't know if you remember the bit where he goes into the grave and he jumps over like two graves, and it's so unspectacular. He yeah. gets he's got shots at. He gets shot at, and then he like jumps over these graves. It's so unspectacular. 
yeah, thank, I'm, I'm glad we got your running expertise to identify. Yeah. I, I should, I should, I should have a bit, shouldn't I? Running in movies. Oh, I think we should carry that through. Uh, do you mean? Hold on, David. Do you mean a a running gag? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Well, the last thing I want to the last thing I want to touch on, which is, what if this was set in Ireland? <laughs> I want a movie called National Treasure Book of Kells and <laughs> they have to go around and I don't know who you casted it of course I think it should be Colin Farrell and he Absolutely goes around right, and he's like time to go to George's Arcade <laughs> I, I don't know I don't have anything planned for this I just I have what if Ireland then Irish locations <laughs> we need to go to the GPO we need to go to the GPO there read the apparently there's a postcard from the Eamon de Valera will tell us where to get the the leprechaun's gold we need to go out. We need to go out to Hout on the, on the dirt. <laughs> come here, hop on. To, okay, come here to be there. Let's hop on the N7 and get to Newgrange. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Makes total sense. <laughs> I feel like we're, we're only talking about Dublin locations. You'd have to go out. We have to go out to Skellig Michael. Look Skellig at the Michael. Jedi. <laughs> come here to me. Uh, back, on, back on the proclamation there, it says to go visit Luke Skywalker on Skellig Michael. <laughs> exactly, uh, and then who else would you cast? Uh, so who'd be the John Voight? I think I think the bad guy would have to be oh um, British. Brit- well, oh no, I was gonna I was gonna say your man, um, Andy Andrew, Andrew Scott. Scott, yeah. No, nah, you know, it needs to be British because it needs to be that whole vibe nah. of like we're hiding nah, the treasure good. from the Brits. Um, who'd be good? Who's a good villain? Jude Law. Jude Law, yeah, he could he could have some slick hair if he wanted. We get yeah. Jude Law. We get Brendan Gleeson as his dad. Um, who's the assistant? Who's the assistant? Uh, Riley. Yeah. Um, uh, he's like a good Irish comedian. <laughs> You'd be a little scumbag, like. <laughs> yeah, what about the guy? What about the guy from uh, uh, Wild with uh, wi- uh, Calm with Horses? Um, Barry Keoghan. Barry, Barry Keoghan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'd be a little scumbag. He'd be like, Care about fucking treasure. <laughs> me ma has to. I have to be home for me dinner at six. What do you mean we're going out to the kitchen hour? I can't do any impressions. <laughs> and then okay, so who's the girl? Who's the girl? Who uh, who's Doctor Chase? Doctor Chase is so from Germany, uh, or you know somewhere from the continent. Alethea Vacanter. Yeah, that makes sense. Totally. Like she, she's married to Michael, Michael Fassbender. Fassbender. He's definitely a producer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Uh, who yeah. else we got? Who else we got in this movie then? Uh, oh, Grandad. Uh, yeah. Michael D. Higgins. <laughs> Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel. Oh, so, okay. Harvey Keitel. Um, Someone's cool and suede. Someone, um, yeah. Aiden Gillen. Aiden Gillen. There you go. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Colin. <laughs> I hear I hear you have the proclamation. <laughs> I hear you have the proclamation. Hello there, Sansa. <laughs> I don't know how much of this you're going to cut. But yeah, like, David, I'm probably going to cut all of it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and then who, okay, and who else then? Is that, oh yeah, is that everyone then? Um, and uh, it's going to be directed by um, the guy who did in Bruges. Uh, Martin McDonough. Martin McDonough. It's going to be directed by Martin McDonough. <laughs> Martin McDonough. Yeah, reuniting uh, Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh no, we could get the girl from that. Um, 
uh, I think her, the name of the character is Chloe. She's um, Fleur de Cleur or whatever the fuck her name is. Oh, in, yeah, she's uh, French. Yeah, get her as the, uh, get her as the uh, Dr. Chase. Ralph Fiennes! Oh, yes! <laughs> We're just making in Bruce too. In Bruce too, Buckethead. <laughs> National treasure in Bruce. Oh, that is excellent. So, <laughs> wait. Wait, is that, does that cover everyone else? Oh, we need another assistant then. What about Jimmy, the the, the dwarf from In Bruges? He plays yeah. the assistant. Oh, that's spot on. Right. So, uh, so yeah, I think I think that's it. I think we've I think we've covered off most of our thoughts on, on National Treasure. Yeah. Uh, a def, in my opinion, definitely a should watch. Yeah, like look, just especially over lockdown. Look, you're looking for something, you can just throw it on. Have it in the background. Just have a fun, have a fun time watching Nick Cage. And, you know, run around. Well, pretend try and run around. Ready? We gotta get the decoration. <laughs> Chase after the Declaration of Independence. Uh, it's just a, it's it's a fun time. Nothing too serious. Just get the family around and just you know sit down and watch. Absolutely. It. You know, obviously COVID rela- COVID. You know, in place. Exactly. You know, don't don't sit too close. <laughs> Um, but yeah, give it a give it a go. If you like that movie, go watch the sequel, Book of Secrets. It's it's the same thing except they go globe trotting. They go to London. They go to except Paris. Helen Mirren's in it. Yeah, Helen Mirren's in my imagine. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's I I Mer- oh then there's the Mount Rushmore. Anyway, look, I won't go. We, we, yeah. we might if this one does well. If people don't hate us for this one already, we might come back and do Book of, yeah. Book of Secrets. Absolutely. Awesome. Right, well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. It's great to be back. I'm I'm excited for 2021 and the movies we're looking forward to, to covering. And if you want to know when new episodes are coming out, you can follow us at, at Reading of the Peers. You can follow or subscribe or like or whatever you do on Spotify, Apple or other podcast platforms that you listen on. David, any, any, any final words before we sign off? No, just want to say thanks again for having me. Uh, good to be back. Good to be back in uh, the swing of doing podcasts. But now that we're back in lockdown again, yeah, um, it's good to be back doing something with my my old pal Gary. Aww, haven't seen him. I haven't seen him since St- Stephen's Day. Stephen's Day. Stephen's Day. Yeah, yeah. Sad times. Sad times. <laughs> anyway, David, always a pleasure having you on. Thanks again to our listeners. We really, really appreciate it. We really hope you enjoyed this one. We have a few more coming out uh, in the upcoming weeks. We hope you enjoy those as well. So until then, goodbye.